creative journey is not an easy one. We're here to help. The Lightning Rod is a safe space to talk about branding, marketing, business, and the creative industry. Today's host is Tammy Wynn. What up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of The Lightning Rod. So today we're going to be talking about just starting your freelance career with these four little steps that I um, was one day, you know, just sitting and I was like, you know, I don't think I ever really covered like the beginning of freelance. I, I remember talking with men about, you know, like doing the pros and cons and like just some general stuff, but never really talking about like how can you get started? So I have four tips for you today. Uh, Number one, definitely start freelancing with a part-time job or like start freelancing with some type of income coming in, unless you're just like really wealthy and you just don't need it and you're just doing freelance because you're bored, then okay, that's a different scenario. And this episode is probably not for you. But um, I really recommend starting with a part-time job. And the reason why was because that has helped me when I started my freelance career was that I um I had a part-time job and I also had a a part part-time job so what that was was like a $200 stipend every single month or 250 something like that and um obviously freelancing on the side working that part part-time job and then working my actual part-time job where um I was like in retail or something like that and um having that income come in really helped me balance a lot better that because I didn't feel the pressure of having to find like 10 clients this week for freelancing to make up for everything that I had missed if I just had a regular t- a regular part-time job. So that's where I would really start is like start with a part-time job. And if you're like really strapping for cash and you really needed to make the money so you could pay bills, et cetera, then do a full-time and do freelance on the side just so you can start building that clientele uh, to, to start your career. Uh, because I do think it's a big mistake if you're thinking you're going to start freelancing now because you see a lot of people are freelancing and they're making a lot of big bucks and you think it's the same for you, you're in for a huge disappointment because it is not like that at all. Most of the time you have to deal with competition. That's usually the very first step for a lot of people is landing that very first client. The competition is rough out there. I mean, like from people charging lower price points, from people having turnarounds even faster, or people even working with like multiple people to get the job done. So like an agency style where like um where like they just communicate with the agency and then the agency trickles down to like the other uh, teammates and they just do the design get it turned back around faster than a regular freelancer would do um i i feel like all of those aspects are in there so it, it makes it harder to get that very first gig but it's not impossible though I'm, I'm i'm sure it's it's doable because i did it and multiple people have done it uh, it's just like in a matter of like right time right place so number two reviews are everything at this point so you have to make sure that customer experience is very thorough. And here are some examples on uh, how can you make a very good customer experience or, you know, attempt to. Timely answers, like always answer on time. Um, And I'm not saying like once they email you or once they message you, you need to reply right away. I think it's just a matter of like, in respect to their work hours and their business hours, if they work Monday through Friday, eight to five, respect that time zone and then reply within there, unless you built an, a previous 
established um, okay that, hey, you can message me anytime. And if I just don't reply, I just don't reply. So just, just setting that up would be very important. Updates and communication is very important here. So when you update people, they feel like I'm getting the best bang for my buck because I'm getting updates. I'm understanding when a project is going to be turned around and due in and due to me so I can check it. And just communicating with them is very important. Like just communicating the fact like, hey, there's going to be a delay because I have X, Y, and Z to do. Or, hey, there's I'm going to turn it in early because tomorrow I have to do this X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Just updates and communication will help your client feel like, okay, he or she is just not like taking my money and just doing the work. They they actually care and they want to make sure that I know things. And it's it's not things that people say directly, obviously, you know, like they, they don't go say like, hey, it's hear me. Like, I really like, I really think like you doing the updates and communication, like makes me get the best bang for my buck, et cetera. They don't say that up front. They just, you know, they think that. Uh, number, uh, not number three, but like the number three example for this list is that to stick to the deadlines and go above and beyond. So let me just recap really quick. So these are some examples for the customer experience to be very thorough is to answer timely updates and communication, stick to the deadlines and go above and beyond for them. So these were some things that our clients have actually told us that, hey, Tammy, like you guys are always like just on point with the responses. Like you guys respond within business hours. I appreciate it. Sometimes I email you guys in the middle of the night and I feel bad, but I just know that you guys will respond to me in the, mor in the morning. Uh, you guys give me good updates, good communication. You guys stick to our deadlines. If there's a, there's a delay of any sort, you guys let me know. And of course, you guys go above and beyond. Like you guys are always like making sure that we're connected to our vendors or you you connect me to your vendors or you, uh, you know, you always do your best to solve the problems that we're having. So these, these are common things that our clients have told us. And I feel like that has built that customer experience where they do eventually come back because they're like, oh, well, I had a great time with TCF. So I'm going to come back to them, obviously. Um, so I think that's important for you guys, especially when you just start freelancing. People are taking a chance on you because you're brand new. You don't have any reviews. You don't have anything. You don't have any portfolios ready to go to really showcase any client work. Um, they're taking a chance on you. I feel like this is, um, this is a good list of where you could start to make that customer experience very thorough. Uh, number three, so I did a previous episode where I talked about concentrating on one thing and that I felt like that episode was a little bit more targeted toward um, maybe people who are building businesses and brands while freelancing is a business in itself. However, it's very single minded, like in, in freelancing, it's just really you unless you decide to build an agency. I felt like, I feel like at that point, that's a business model. It's like you're building an agency, but if you're just freelancing, you're really just kind of like your own boss. You're also your own employee. So you're, it's just you. Um, it's not like building a huge business where there's concepts, there's like mission statements, there's like all of this other technical stuff that requires concentrating on, you know, I feel like multiple things. If you're a freelancer, I feel like it's actually okay to concentrate on one thing, which is a skill. Concentrate on that very one skill that you're very good at. So whether it be logo design, t-shirt making, um, you, you know how to do screen printing or you know how to do uh, video animations, GIFs, whatever it is, whatever your skill set is, focus on that one. See if you can close some clients with that one. If you can't seem to close it yet, maybe add on top of that skill set. Maybe add two or three more things that you know how to do. And that way it makes yourself more sellable. However, I mean, like I started off doing uh, t-shirt designs and then that grew into logo designs and then that grew into um, print designs. So like doing layouts, magazines, newspapers, and then also doing like big banners at a print shop, et cetera. So that really built my um, 
my confidence with those skill sets. And then that's when I felt confident to do even more skill sets than those because for the longest, I just did those, those skills. I did design, I did logo designs, I did uh, graphic design, and then I did um, print design. So those were the only things that I did. And um, just by focusing on that one, I felt like that helped me build uh, a better reputation with my clients. And that way that got back to me uh, later because they, they, they would come back and they say like, hey, since you did this for me, can you also do this? Can you also do this? Can you also do this? So I felt like that helped build that rapport with the clients very well. The very last thing really is to uh, don't stick to just one platform, you guys. So like if you're on something like Thumbtack or you're on something like People Per Hour, like that's a great start and all, but don't stick to those, to just that one. Uh, really dive yourself into other ones as well because building that clientele across the board where you have multiple people and then eventually, you know, try to build your own clientele outside of these portals as well. It's good to have these portals because they're good for, for what it is, but you want to be able to build that clientele outside of these uh, websites because, I mean, I, I just feel like there's there's a lot more control when it's outside because you have to pay a lot of fees with these um these freelancer platforms. So when you get to move the client outside of those freelancer platforms, now you get to charge your own thing. Now you get the full total. You don't get like, you know, your total plus a percentage percentage off because they have to take their fees. Um, so I feel like it's a lot more benefit to eventually grow out of those freelancer platforms. I, I think it's a good start. And then, you know, building your clientele and understanding how to talk to clients, how to send contracts, how to close a deal, how to maintain that communication with the client that builds up a lot of good beginner basics for freelancing. But then eventually moving off the, off the platform is great because then you can build your own brand um, outside of the platform. You can build like the Tammy Wynn design company or something like that. It, it, it's, it's a good start for sure. So those are my four tips. Uh, you let me know what you think on that. I know I sound kind of interesting that I did one episode about concentrating on one thing. And then now I'm talking about, you know, just concentrating on one skill set. But I really think that uh, for a business like ours, especially in that episode, just to recap it, for a business like ours, there was just, I felt like we were more lost by trying to concentrate on one thing. So we did multiple things to see what was the best direction for our business versus like me being a freelancer. Obviously I would start with one thing I know because if I don't know how to do logo design, why would I offer it? Or if I didn't know how to do print design or I didn't learn it yet, how can I even offer that service? Um, so to at least just get the clients through the door so that you can start. Um, even for our agency, that's what we did. We focused on the one Thing we knew how to do for our agency which was graphic design and we just knew where our our team was the strongest and then developed from there and then started offering more services on top of that um so it's the same for freelance it's just to start with that one skill set and then kind of build on top of there and that's just one out of like the four tips obviously there the other tips i feel like a little bit more generic and you, you can kind of grow based off of that and you can build that on your own but really the skill set is important is that the more skill sets that you have the more diverse of a freelancer you are, which is great. Um, so building that uh, based off of the one that you know how to do and then building the clientele and then eventually you get to uh, meet more clients because you you will have more skill sets in the future. That's even better. So I am wishing for you guys' success in the freelance world because I know it's tough. I know it's a lot of burnout and I know it's not easy. So I'm praying for you guys. I'm wishing for you guys' success. Um, let me know if you have any struggles right now in the freelance world. 
especially with COVID, like, are you guys like, okay? Like, <laughs> is everything okay in the freelance world? Um, I want to talk about it. So you can email me. Let's talk at the creativefolks.org. You can email me. We can talk about it. We can hash it out. Maybe I'll have you come on an episode if you want to. Um, anything. I mean, really, I really want to talk about it. And then we'll go from there. Thank you, you guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Let's hustle. Did you know that we have an entire content library for you to learn from? Check out our website for more information. Thanks for tuning in today. The Lightning Rod is powered by the creative folks.